0: We have a live performance for you to enjoy. Award-winning pianist William Wolfram is here. He's playing with the Sarasota Orchestra this weekend, George Gershwin's jazz-infused piano concerto in F, and he's here with me to play uh, the music of Schubert. Thanks for coming.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Now, you're known for your list, known for your Beethoven performances, sought out for those. This is uh, Gershwin this weekend.
1: That's right. Um, I mean, over the years, I've played this concerto quite a lot, and the Rhapsody in Blue. I've actually played the second Rhapsody, which is... Never done of Gershwin. That's quite a. That's not quite as accessible as the concerto and mm. the, and the uh, Rhapsody in Blue, but it's a great piece.
0: And what is it you like about the concerto in F? You said jazz infused. What's them?
1: It's got everything. It's a wonderful piece of music. It's, um, you know, it follows the traditions and parameters of the European musical culture and the concerto form, uh, but it's it's within the jazz idiom, really. It's it's got that Gershwin duality that that he has in so much of his music. Um, it's got the usual unforgettable Gershwin melodies. He's always good for that, and he, mm-hmm. is, he is in the concerto. Great energy. Last movement is a you know real romp. So it's uh, it's got everything that you come to hear with Gershwin.
0: Yeah. That's this weekend, Thursday through Sunday. And all the details and tickets are at sarasotaorchestra.org. Now, you've lined up a couple of Schubert late works for us for today.
1: Uh, yes, These, this is a, a, huge, um, a huge departure from the world of Gershwin. But there, uh, uh, Schubert, uh, as he was approaching death, um, came to an, an incredibly uh, productive creative period. It's really remarkable. The, the, the imminent death was not sapping energy. It was just right. the opposite, uh, which has happened to a number of great creative artists. It's like they're, they have something that they desperately want to say, and they, um, they do it. And some of his greatest music was written in this short period of time. Uh, a lot of the works are very well known, the Ninth Symphony, the cello quintet. Uh, but uh, interestingly, there are three pieces for piano, Klavierstück, uh, that are in this period that are not known very much at all, and um, they're incredible. They're absolutely incredible. And I, uh, two of them, I wanted to. Number one and number three, I wanted to play.
0: And do you want to do those back to back, or
1: no? We can we can all right. break.
0: All right then. Well then, the first one is the E flat minor klezmerstück. E flat, yes. The music of Schubert played by pianist William Wolfram on classical WSMR 89.1 and 103.9. Pianist William Wolfram playing Schubert here live on Classical WSMR 89.1 and 103.9. We heard the E-flat minor clavier piece and another clavier piece on the way. Now, earlier today on Classical WSMR for Midday Mozart, we heard uh, Mozart's Requiem. And that's one that has a myth that he wrote that on his deathbed. But we understand that to be just a myth, whereas this truly was a work, one of many, that Schubert wrote on his deathbed. Right. I find that fascinating. So many. Words. He knew his end was coming, and he had still so much to say. And yeah, in a white it, heat, wrote these really beautiful, delicate works. Him, like even.
1: Oh yeah, the the uh, the last one or the second one that I'll play uh, has a truly remarkable midsection. Uh, there's a very there's there's a huge spread of interpretive. Um, the, the tempo of the midsection of the the one that I will play, uh, there, there's a real spread in how how fast or slow people play it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very long section, very hypnotic, very zen, very affecting. I think. Um, and sometimes it's I, I play it on the slower side, as, as many do, but many also speed it up.
0: You know, I have to say, um, you are in that school of, like Eric Olson, being very tall. You dwarf the piano. <laughs> um, but there's a, so much power. And these are works that require that kind of power, I think, to be able to play something so quickly, so uh, powerfully, and at the same time have that strength to play delicately.
1: Uh-huh. Well, I think you're in... How tall are you? Uh, six four.
0: Yeah. You look much taller.
1: You know, Garrick's house is about—if I had to run to it. I mean, we we know each other not well, right? But we your neighbors. Yeah, like like thirty seconds away in Way Plains. Our houses were that close, but we were just we we're different ages, so we didn't really you know hang out. Yeah. But <laughs> incredibly close.
0: That's funny, um, but it's true. And even in reviews, it's brought up often about your height and how you do make that piano look. Like a toy, a bit. Uh, so you're going to play for us next the C major clavier piece. So that beautiful midsection, Zen-like.
1: Yes. C
0: major clavier stuck by Schubert, one of his late works.
1: If you like Schubert, it's Zen like. If you don't like Schubert, it's too long.
0: Oh well then there you have it. Pianist William Wolfram playing Schubert here on classical WSMR 89.1 and 103.9 <laughs> The music of Schubert is Klavierstück and C Major played here live by William Wolfram on classical WSMR 89.1 and 103.9. So glad you've tuned in for today's live performance. William Wolfram is playing Gershwin this weekend, the Piano Concerto in F, with the Sarasota Orchestra, a concert they're calling Made in America because it includes Dvorak's Symphony from the New World. And again, it's Thursday through Sunday. Tickets are at sarasotaorchestra.org. Two gorgeous works by Schubert. Now, you won the bronze at the Tchaikovsky Piano Competition, 1986, and silver at William Capel and Namburg International Piano Competitions. How much did this change your life,
1: um, your career? Not not as much as you might think.
0: Didn't just increase the concerts that you had to do every year? And
1: I've had a, a Was it what of, you hoped for? Well, what I wanted, of course, was to, you know, win first prize. Um, competitions are really, it's, it's very complicated stuff. Um,
0: yeah, I think that's, it, it
1: sounds like sour grapes, but it's, it's not. And that is that there are, there are very few people who are ready to handle a major competition win. It has destroyed so many people. Um, there are, there are a number of people who are very well versed. They have. They have um, prepared the things that they needed to prepare for the competition. Then they suddenly are playing constantly, and sometimes a very small repertoire set. And there are many problems then. The the professional world has nothing to do with that competition experience. And there's burning out. There's... Mm -hmm. uh, always being called to play the same piece. Some people have some people have had a huge problem expanding their repertoire as the careers went on later, This is just the opposite of what I, would, what I just brought up. It's a very unnatural way of being put into the spotlight. Some have been able to handle it, but actually a huge minority. Um, what's funny now is that from the public standpoint, it's almost been marketed, it's, it's like, it's almost marketed... Understanding that the late the last winner will be close to forgotten, hmm. come here the latest Clyburn winner. <laughs> it's right. true
0: for marketing purposes. Yeah,
1: this is the latest winner. It's like yeah. whoever won the last World Series. Um, but from the performer standpoint, is, uh, there have been many careers that have been helped more by winning second or third. And not getting insane exposure right away. You know, I know it does sound like sour grapes, and you always go in there wanting to win. But but it's true.
0: If you say that was the right path for me, my career.
1: It's been the right path for a lot of people. Just, you know, doing it a little slower. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, Is that your advice to a lot of young pianists?
1: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, avoid competitions it, it's well you, some, you, people can, you avoid them. some people can't avoid them unless you honestly <laughs> unless you have you know some of the greatest connections in the entire world and you have entree to
0: mm-hmm.
1: all sorts of venues then um, if you don't have that which most people don't have then competitions are a way of giving you this entree and helping your get name recognition that, that helped me uh, but it was a slow way and it was perfect you know this is almost akin to somebody you know you, you, you have a high school. Physically, you have a guy who's amazing, he's an incredible pitcher, he wins a competition, say a baseball competition, and immediately as a result, he gets to pitch, uh, start and pitch every four days with a major league team. His arm's either blown out, mm-hmm. you know, in other words, he's not really prepared for this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, that has happened to most competition winners, not all.
0: But you know, in that '86, you you were a favorite. I mean, you've been you were part of a PBS documentary. You were right. greatly featured in that. That you said your seventeen-year-old daughters are enjoying watching the '86. Uh, they they documentary. finally saw it. Yes,
1: yeah. I, 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 somebody gave it to me a DVD of it on the road because uh, I didn't have it at home anymore. The VHS doesn't work anymore, so they saw it. They thought it was hilarious. Well, um, it is
0: fun to it is fun to look at that in 1986 and see all those young performers and see you and hear your analogies to baseball. Uh, well, get, yeah, get,
1: you know, that almost helped. This is the, the way the world is now. It, it almost, it's, you know, the playing, I'm on there for a second. Everyone remembers what I said more than, which, by the way, was manipulated.
0: Uh-oh. That bit about
1: the not, young Horowitz not winning? Or? Oh, no, 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 not no. I, I just I just mean that um, – and there's nothing wrong with this. It's just that uh, the guy, Bill Fertig was the guy who was in charge of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he did a wonderful job. But they, like many people in the media, they look for a quick tag. And I do like sports. I used to play it, and I still love sports. So I once answered a question with a sports analogy. So – the reason why I'm perpetually answering questions with a sports analogy is because they asked those questions. Oh, I see. Then cut that out, and I answer. So it I sounded see. like I was volunteering. But because it was a great beca- way to
0: explain the competition. I mean it really was. Well
1: I, I actually, you know,
0: So the average person watching maybe doesn't know much about piano competition got got a lot
1: out of it. You know, if there were <laughs> what's what's interesting is that I have a real insult there to the Tchaikovsky competition. And interestingly, most musicians didn't get it and it went by too fast, so they didn't think about it. But hockey fans probably would have understood oh, it. I remember it was an analogy between the Philadelphia Flyers and the Edmonton Oilers style of play. Right. And then I likened what the competition preferred. It's an incredible insult.
0: Oh, my goodness. No
1: one understood it except a hockey fan. So okay, there but, you go. but they weren't so you were watching safe. it. you are safe. You're safe. I'm safe, exactly. <laughs>
0: and then you're featured in the book, Joseph Horowitz's book about the ivory trade, the whole chapter dedicated to you, referring to you as even the young Van Cliburn, Music in the Business of Music. <laughs> so I think that turned out quite well. So let's talk about your future projects. You have – you champion – Present-day composers. Yes. Um, one I guess comes to mind is Edward Collins. You've championed his music.
1: He's uh, yes, I have. I have recorded.
0: Yeah. okay, uh, I'm I've sorry.
1: recorded a uh, couple of his piano concerti because it was a big project uh, from the family actually to record um, all of his works. All of his works. Yeah. So. And that... so,
0: what's in the future then? You have a list project coming up with Naxos. Well,
1: I've done a lot of lists with Naxos and. Uh, there is a List Wagner CD coming out in August, and then we'll go from there and figure out what, what else. I've done a lot of transcriptions, List transcriptions, which I love, and I remember it's a very. It, it, they're actually not done that much. It's some of Liszt's great. are some of Liszt's greatest works, and they, they they used to be played more in the old world a lot more. And as my grandmother, who was my first piano teacher, she played a lot of transcriptions. So I, only, I grew up hearing that from her. And she was born, amazingly, in the late 1800s. Mm. That's how old our, how separate, uh, sep- how many years separate births in our in wow. my, my family. It's frightening.
0: So that's what inspired you to do the list uh, opera transcriptions? Kind of, yes. And you I've have never, one?
1: I just happen. You happen
0: to have one in your back pocket? Yes,
1: just, just uh, <laughs> as luck would have it. Um, well, I just
0: love this. It's Pilgrim's Chorus, list transcription of that uh, from Tannhäuser by Wagner. Right. You ready to play it?
1: Yes. This is a, there's a long version that Liszt does, and this is the shorter version. Uh, this is, as, as Liszt wrote in his notes, uh, tailor-made for radio.
0: Oh, very nice. Thank you, Liszt. <laughs> and we have pianist William Wolfram playing Liszt Pilgrim's Chorus from Wagner's Tannhäuser on classical WSMR 89.1 and 103.9. Pianist William Wolfram played the music of Liszt, his opera transcription of Pilgrim's Chorus from Tannhäuser by Richard Wagner. On classical WSMR 89.1 and 103.9, a live performance, William Wolfram plays with the Sarasota Orchestra this weekend, Thursday through Sunday and Gershwin's jazz-infused piano concerto in F. And that's also on the program with Dvorak's From the New World Symphony. And Andrew Grams is guest conducting this concert. All the details, the tickets are online at sarasotaorchestra.org. So you have a, a Naxos CD coming out, opera transcriptions of Liszt. That's...
1: Yes. How this, soon is that coming this lo- August. This and lots, lots of others.
0: So you, it's a project, uh, three CDs already now? Is that right? Or three w- CDs I coming? I
1: Etudes... List Donizetti transcriptions, List Bellini, and now List Wagner.
0: Are you going through all his solo piano music? Is mm, that not sense? all.
1: I mean, a lot of it has been recorded already. Um, but I love List is certainly a favorite of mine. Yeah. So, as much as I can do, I would enjoy.
0: Well, good. We look forward to that CD then. Naxos Label is something that we certainly subscribe to and use um, on mm-hmm. our air. So we look forward to that recording. Well, thanks so much for your time today.
1: Thank you. It was fun.
0: And all the best at the concert. Hey, I want to say a big thanks to Rebecca Butte of Sarasota Orchestra on her debut as Paige Turner. Thank you also to our producer, Dustin Hapley, uh, for today's program. And thanks, a big thanks to Morella Chamato Smith for our Steinway. Thank you for your generosity.